welcome to another episode. So my name's Claire. I'm Sabrina. Hi, I'm Sarish. Hi, I'm Abdullah. All right, so we are here to have a conversation about navigating spaces in higher education and outside of higher education. So can you tell us about your your time within spaces? Uh, so I was uh, the president last academic year, Ashraf Adam, uh, Students' Union. And um, yeah, I'd say it was a bit challenging, but it's been a great experience as well. <laughs> how how do you think like how was it when you were student before and then after you went to students union like the transition how do you feel like that goes? I feel definitely a lot more mature and more clicked on in terms of um, just navigating around university higher education but also like um, with university as a whole I didn't expect it to be like full on uh, behind the scenes so. I've seen it from two different perspectives. One as a student, just going to my lectures, doing my assignments, socializing with students, you know, seeing my academics. And then another side of how that actually happens from a university or like a student's union point of view. Um, and just being basically like in opposition to the university where um, we have like requests, we negotiate, we challenge, we do so many different campaigns. Uh, we work on our manifesto that we get elected on. So it has been two different sides. Um, and it's great now seeing it behind the scenes. Not everything yet, but seeing some aspects of the work that we've done the last academic year coming into place, if it hasn't already this year. And just I'm interested to see how the next academic year um, basically just plays really because obviously we've challenged or said a lot of things the past year we've done a lot of work and seeing the progression would be really great mm-hmm. yeah. so when you were looking at like running for president in yeah. like the SU um, how did you come about making that decision was there any, anything that you noticed going on that you thought oh maybe I should get involved with that and then when it came to running your campaign how did that kind of take place within the university so for me it was basically um so i never wanted to run honestly i never wanted to run uh, so for two whole years people around me have been trying to convince me to run uh, so, in, so in my first year i was literally just engaged with societies then second year i got elected uh, black, the black minority officer um, and then i think that year i've been so engaged with stuff nationally um, uh, but even locally and and i think me to run was more about wanting change and wanting to see a different type of leadership at the students union um and it wasn't it wasn't like that i wasn't satisfied with the union it was more about we could do a lot more as a union with a more diverse team with a more you know like inclusive campaigns and i think that touch of the students union i felt that was kind of uh declining and the engagement with the students was not the kind of engagement like myself and other students wanted to see. And I think it was also about, during this challenging time, it was about challenging the university, especially for instance, we had during, just before the elections, we had the last academic year, we had the, the racist incidents with, uh, you know, like a former student at Hallam, a banana being chucked at him at a varsity game. And just the way officers, like sabbatical officers, the university, both of them reacted to that was not 
appropriate and I feel like they could have dealt with it in a different way. But then after that incident, we had the library incident where students were saying, you know, on the, on the board, like, you know, like the noisy brown students and stuff like that. And I think, like, the way the university dealt with that again was exactly the same response and it wasn't an appropriate response. So it was about, basically, for us when we were running, it was about, you know, like, challenging, being radical, you know, like, challenging the status quo. So for us, it, was, it wasn't... We weren't running for like career positions or stuff like that. We were running because we wanted to break a system that wasn't working for our students. You know what I mean? And so it's a continuous battle. Whether we got elected or not wasn't the case for us. It was more about, you know, we have a platform that we can challenge stuff that happened within the university. And universities have a lot that they can contribute towards. All, like the both universities have a lot that they can contribute towards the communities in Sheffield more than we think and i think whoever is in a role such like for example the role that i was in or any positions really and you know responsibilities that we have as students and staff i think like we need to look into how we can change the structures within the university to work for not just the students but also the community that it's supposed to serve so how do you think we can actually make change I don't know. I think like I think there's different ways. It depends on everybody. Like for me, for instance, one of the ways that I wanted to focus on was through Black History campaigns. We've been doing that for so many years. Like for me, I got involved. Like this way in getting involved was through a Black History event. You know, what I mean, I was asked to be a panel. I was asked to be a panelist um, on an event called Colorblind Academia. And basically, from that, all the thoughts that I was having in my head, I wasn't the only one. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so that opened up an opportunity for me to like have a voice. Do you know what I mean? And so that's that's what I wanted to do when I was president. That's what I wanted to do. And I still want to do really but in my own way right now. And I think what the officers need to do this year is like remember that this role is very temporary and it's gonna be one year max is what impact you're gonna have, even if that means offending people within the institution, then you gotta you gotta do it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's really important. And and I remember the first one of the first conversations I had with the vice chancellor was that it was a really open conversation, and and he was telling me like, don't get like intimidated by us because we're older and you know we have a lot more experience and stuff like that. And, and I responded, one hundred percent, I'm not, and I won't. And I think that's that's something that even the university don't want want us to do because they're not going to know all the answers. We're not going to know all the answers, but I think our responsibility as individuals but also in our positions is you know to like just challenge basically the state schools and institutions and i think one of the reasons i pushed through black history campaign was to see how serious the university and the students union was in terms of like supporting such cause and it was clear from the start of the year that wasn't the case and even now finishing the role I've seen that the university and the union don't have a plan for black history so it's sometimes also stepping back it allows you to see when you're not there or when others are not there engaging what the university would do or the students union and that's extremely important as well so does that mean like in, in the sense of having an impact and working within the students union like I always thought that the union has a lot of impact, and I think it does. But does that mean it still kind of depends on individuals in the students' union? Unfortunately, it is. Unfortunately, especially yeah. minoritized individuals. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like 
the last time I remember, like the union, for instance, and this is not to dig at anyone, uh, it's just the reality. The last time I saw the students' union taking real responsibility with Black History was 2015, where we had two um, like um, African and Asian um, officers, um, and they, you know, pressured the union to get involved with the union. They actually created policies that would have supported when I was an officer for me to continue, you know, the work that they were doing. But also, we're fortunate enough to have the likes of, you know, Maxine Greaves and people like that who, with or without officers, they're going to do the work anyway. They're going to, which in the long run is not great because someone needs to take that responsibility and that someone has to be the institution, and the, you know, both institutions. I think that's really important. But I do agree, like, the union, for instance, it's heavily... Um, depending on officers' manifestos. And I've even read some of the officers' manifestos who are creating officers, and I can clearly say two of them have spoke about organizing Black History. I've not seen nothing yet. And so, like, it's about... It is, unfortunately, sometimes about the individuals within the organization. But as a... Like, last year, when I launched the Black History campaign, it wasn't based on me. It was based on, as a union, this is what we're going to be doing. But even when I was doing that, I found it really... I found a lot of resistance within the organization itself and you know everyone saying well like and another person mm -hmm. saying that you know well it's not my job it's not in my you know like it's not in my job description to do this and i think that's where the mistake is within the institutions is that people don't know what their purposes are and it's just become an outside job and actually this is what i'm going to be impactful to the organization but also you know the clients or the students that the organizations stand with. So. so shout out to Maxine, first off. Yeah. Hey, Maxine. <laughs> um, just to um, change topics slightly, yeah. can you tell us your favorite times in the Students' Union? I think seeing having an impact on students. So for instance, there was one student, and this was like the f second week I was in as president, and um, and I'm not going to go into details, obviously, but the student, uh, she was, she had nine days to leave the university um, and to leave the UK. And she was an international student. And the treatment that she received from not just her academic, but the way the university dealt with the matter was ri ridiculous. She was two months off from passing on a module. And because of that, she was asked to leave, not just the course, but even the UK. And I feel like the treatment that international students received was absolutely not acceptable. So one of the priorities I had this uh, last year was um, basically working more closely on welcoming our international students. So through the orientation week, through the introductions, also throughout the whole year, I think one of the positives I've had was working with like student leaders from in the international community and you know supporting them with their cause and making basically their events happen. I think that's definitely been a massive. Like opportunity for me, and like I think it's a win as well. But I think also like this year is it's been historic where it's our first time where we have three international officers in the officer team, and so I not just myself, I think myself and the team we have had that impact because some of the ones who run either were unsuccessful the year before or they never thought about running, and through the conversation, through the planning, through the things that they've seen from us the last academic year. You know, they thought that they should want to get involved, and they did, and they want. So I think, like for me, that would be a legacy 
and you know, also like in terms of representation representation like if students are physically seeing there's someone who looks like course, me yeah. and can run yeah. then i can do that too yeah but when you don't have that visible representation it just you feel okay this is not my place to be i'm not supposed to do this kind of work so why should i run and and 100 i agree like even there was depression times and I'd say a lot of times when I was the in the position where I felt like it was not my place, and I, you know, I had to push the resistance and stuff like that. And I feel like now, seeing obviously, and we we spoke to the new officers about this, like they will face that same resistance, hopefully easier than what we faced, even though it never gets easier. But like they've got each other for that, you know what I mean? And I think like one of the advantages I had last year is I, I had other, you know, like, if you want to call it, like African and Asian marathons, like officers there with me. So, so I wasn't alone, you know, in the, in the campaign. But like the night that I won, for instance, I remember there was a student that um, messaged me and um, literally like her message, like honestly hit me so much. And even like the societies that I was involved with, this, the way how they were so happy and we celebrated like the weeks after or the week after and the way they were so impressed that we managed to get to where we got to was you know that was empowering for me because i never thought like it meant so much it meant so much for like the community that we had or we that we have and so for me that was like a good opportunity for me to like you know push myself to do a lot more and i think not just myself but the whole team like they've done that effectively um, and also, like, it was last year was our first time that we worked with Team Hallam. Like, you know, this Team Hallam, we worked with them on, you know, like, having, like, a kick-out session, like, a workshop. Um, and that's where we got, like, sports teams to come in and for them to hear about racism and, you know, understand ways of them dealing with racism as captains, as, like, you know, sports community. And that, that was, for me, powerful, really, to see that because... We never had that before, and that was a work, a work like even though I, I had that plan, that came through from the team Hallam. So they led that on, and that now was really powerful. I think so. That's that's the advantages of being an officer. I think like having an impact on the communities that you don't think will listen to you, what they actually do. Mm. So it depends how we approach it as well. But yeah, I definitely agree. Like seeing students, seeing like people like me or Sheriff or Nabila or even the new team Faison. Andrew, it does help them to want to engage a lot more. And so, for instance, Faisan is the first Pakistani officer to take the role as activities officer, and that's powerful. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that, and from that, it's also a bit sad to be honest, because there is quite a big of Pakistani community yeah. in Sheffield. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I do think we claim to be a very diverse university, so in that sense, it's 100%. also something to think about. Of yeah, one option. Like I feel like I was honored to be like, for instance, like the second black president. But like also like at the same time, you I would have thought that I'd be the tenth. Mm. You know what I mean? And so like, so so there is like, but also just becoming the third black president means a lot to me. So mm. like, so you know what I mean? And so like, we're continuing that legacy. The moment that that legacy stops, then then that's when we have the issue of you know we need to like. It's been now two years in a row where we had three out of five officers from completely different, diverse backgrounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's extremely important. Um, how has your time as president hardened you and how has it um, 
motivated you to do more? What do you mean by harder? Uh, you interpret that however you think. <laughs> okay, so I think like how I was motivated, I think, was for instance, when I created the race network, the student and staff one, because every year we used to have, or like, I remember in 2015 when I was like, um, like a first year student, when we had the network, um, when we had the meet and greet, first it was called meet and greet. Um, um, I remember it was titled being the students and staff meet and greet. Um, and basically, it wasn't hardly any students there. There was very few students, but but it did support. That's actually where I met the library and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and I met the education officer then with Hassan Zafar. And, do you know what I mean? So it was, so it was good from that network, that meet and greet. It was good to meet staff and students that are from similar background. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, one of the key things that I wanted to do, and we managed to do it on top of the board, was the um, getting a network of, you know, you were there as well. Yeah, I remember and that. I was, was still a student. And basically we had a, <laughs> approximately, I was told throughout that day, we had about 40 people there. So it was really nice to see that. Because mm. I didn't expect we'll even get 10. Um, and we had so many different types of people there, students and stuff. And actually one of the people we had there was one of my maths teachers in my first year. And I was really shocked to see her there because, like, for example, I never like I never engaged as much with my academics because I didn't know their politics. I didn't know, you know, how they are and stuff like that. And so for me to see her there was powerful. Um, but also like, what motivated me is seeing a group of people that are on the same kind of politics, same kind of oppression in a sense, mm -hmm. and we all go through similar issues, if not the same. And you know, we were able to advise each other. We were able to support each other in our campaigns. And many of the campaigns around the last academic year would have not happened if I didn't have that support network. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so like, and so it was mainly a support network because we used to have like, I remember like, like one of meetings where we'd have like deep, deep conversations of issues that we were all facing. And even though it was depressing to hear those issues, it was also empowering for us as a group to like, okay, but how are we going to deal with it? How are we going to tackle it? And everyone was able to give each other advice. So I think. That was a definitely motivation. Once we created that, now it's I think it's forming a lot better than it was. I think having groups where networks where the same kind of people can come together, organize, network, but also have conversations about issues that face them is motivating because like even at the student scene there was one time that um, after a meeting we had like a really, really deep conversation and you know, even people got emotional about the conversation that we were having. And um, one of the staff members um, after the meeting thanked me, and I see him as a mentor, and he thanked me for that. And he said to me, like, honestly, like, I needed to let let out my feelings because, honestly, like, the issues that I'm facing, I don't know who to speak to about it and stuff like that. And it's it's hard to explain those kind of issues if your line manager is a white man or, you know, if they're basically white. And I think so, like... Um, it was about having like a transparent but a space where it's closed as well, where you can have that, those conversations. And even a lot of things that I decided throughout the year, I was able to do that because of the network. You know what I mean? And so like that did motivate me and it had impact on my life as well as a whole, in terms of like my personal life, my studies, you know, not just the role itself. And, and it helped me when, for instance, I invited those individuals to events that they would never be invited to. For instance, like the handover event that we had for the officers and the 
new officers and the old officers, the VC does like a reception and, and it was the most diverse reception we ever had because mm. the list of people that I to, because it's a, even though it's a VC event, I get asked, who do you want to invite? And so I was, I managed to invite not just like senior staff, but also all kind of staff. Thanks for the invite. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, it was, honestly, it was, I was, I was literally told in a short period of time and they, they needed it then and then, and so, whatever was in my head, just put it. We're not I actually, you went around, you went around. Actually, we weren't around. It was in June. I was? Are you sure? I was? 25th? No. 25th of June, you said to me, I asked you, I remember I asked you. Was I there? I don't know. You said to me, you said to me, you said to me it wasn't available because right. we were traveling for holidays. Ah, uh, yeah, I was. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, you were back email. from AL, man. See, I find it interesting that so you find. So I'm really sorry that about no, 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 I was I was working for the uni then, but I find it interesting that you what, took. Yes, yeah, no, this year. Was it this year in June? Oh, really? Did you get wow? Yeah, taking that to heart. Anyway, listed. Okay. Um. Now I find it really interesting that you said that you put on like the support thing and everything, how you shared different experiences. Yeah. And when you're in a space where kind of everyone either looks like you or shares the same experiences, it's like you said, it is motivating. And when we did my episode, one of the things I touched upon was the lack of support. Mm -hmm. And not saying that there wasn't someone there for me to talk to, because there was. And that's one thing with like this institution, that they do provide people to kind of be there. But the person that was there didn't understand kind of my background or my culture. So then, yeah, our experiences were different. So when we were, when I was sharing, I only shared the stuff that really kind of needed to be dealt with yeah. because everything else you wouldn't be able to understand. So I feel like students do need that, knowing that when they're coming into an institution, there's people there that can support them, that can help them, and for staff as well, just knowing that there is other staff across the institution that can actually help them and people for them to reach out with and going back to kind of your role with like the SU and everything it's like that's a student's safe space or that's what we should see as a student's safe space because it is run by students for students that's the whole kind of ethos of it so saying that it's hard for things to kind of be implemented and maintained it is kind of like disheartening because when I was a student when it comes to like Black History Month, what was there? Nothing was advertised. I don't even. Were you a student here? Right? Yeah, I don't even know if there was anything what done about it. That I started in twenty fourteen. I started so, in Yeah, I didn't really see anything. Yeah, so I think like, advertised. That's that's the other thing. For instance, like I don't know if you've seen like the whole banners on Atrium. Yeah. So like for for instance for that that cost. So like even with that, even though it's supposed to be free, yeah, that cost like last year. The university paid for it, but in previous years the union had to pay for it. Wow. And so, like even even like it, it, like it shows a lot when the university decides this is where the money is allocated or not. But then you'd see statements on their Twitter or just generally you know we're inclusive with this with blah 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 blah. Like are you? And and it says a lot. You know what I mean? So yeah. I it's, I do believe like I know in 2015 there was Black History because that's the year when when I came in yeah. as a student. Um, and so, so I don't know, like, I know, like, it doesn't get broadcasted enough. Like, yeah. Even, like, the screensavers last year, there was, like, honestly, like, a day before the event, it was the screensavers were working for us, and it was ridiculous. The promotion side is ridiculous. Like, even last year, 
I don't want to go too deep. But even last year, I was the person who wrote the, you know, their marketing strategy. It's not my job to do that. But it shows because you know I mean? last year, I I always check on the Digital Union website, what's going on. And last year was the first time being affiliated with this institution where I saw, like, week on week what was going on with black history and i thought this has been this has been marketed well and you can you can see like where your efforts have gone and to say that this institution is inclusive of everyone and it is diverse in terms of you can see like you can see the students so it's crazy to think that they kind of like get you through the door and put up a wall and say support yourself because the people that are kind of can pull the strings and kind of allocate funding here and there and decide what's going to happen they're the people that have no connection whatsoever to the people that need it the most and last year was the first year ever that we had the banner i don't know, I don't know if you see the banner like outside um Hallam square there was actually a banner just as you entered the university for black history the first, first time ever yeah because i don't think i would have gone on the shooting you this is what i mean like when you walk through those doors there's so many opportunities to grab attention like the tv screen look how big it is and when you see the stuff that's yeah. advertised i'm just thinking this they actually talk about some like there's some depressing things on the screen and it's like <laughs> This is what people see as soon as they walk into this institution. Yeah, you've got to get the message across, but you can't have that that kind of thing on loop. You need to be inclusive of everything else that's going on in the institution. Yeah, exactly. Well, now we see sheriff on screens everywhere. Yeah, I feel like it's only been like a... So, for instance, that, that specific post of sheriff, so, for instance, yeah. for that, um, like... One of the disappointing things, and I sent an email to the person who was leading this project was, and it's called the uh, Working Together Campaign. Mm. Um, and um, I mentioned to them how they've taken a photo of five individuals' offices, three of which are BME, and only one of them was put on the screens. Only one. <laughs> um, and it's like, it says it says a lot, like, I'm happy to see okay. his face, but at the end of the day, like, where were the other two? Like, I don't care if my face is there or not. Do you know what I mean? But like, it was taken out of time. Yeah. And then taken photos of us, which I'm thankful I got it for free and I was able to use it on my social media. <laughs> but it's like, it says a lot about the organization that you only put one person. And it's very offending as well. And I think like, mm. this institution ha- is very, like other students, very political when it comes to like any race issues and how they mm. deal with it. Like, having an event once a year is not. Yeah. So in terms of like what Claire was saying about hardening, that process of hardening and like you making the transition and things you touched on when you started in the beginning, how it changed you, do you think like this whole side of the institution being very politically and money oriented has been important to deal with whilst you were president? Was it... It was it a prob- downer? It probably was. It was, <laughs> yeah. so it, was, it, was, it, was it was very, like, it was very, like, for example, depressing in a sense, because, like, uh, for instance, one of my final, final manifesto points, um, which I worked on throughout the whole year, and I left it to the last minute because I wanted to leave with this last thing, and I wanted my name on it, was a liberation funding. And uh, one of the things that really annoyed me is throughout the whole year, university and the students' union spoke massively about liberation is the heart of everything we do. But then they didn't even accept this funding with proposal. Like, I didn't get a pound. I got nothing. 
And so, like it says a lot, like um, a lot of the things when I had the meeting with the university, they told me like you need to mention the SS, you need to mention this. I'm like, no, this is the student experience. This is what students have said to me. If we organize this event, how impactful it's going to be to them. There you go. Um, and do you know what I mean? So it's been a, a very long process. I feel like half of the year I did go with this thing where you have to sometimes play the game, where you have to sometimes, you know, put in information um, that's related to SS, TEF, and that's, those kind of issues. So it, it is a lot of time, basically, you have to do it for the university in a sense where their priorities, their topic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about, you know, I'll do this for you, do this for me. Mm-hmm. So you had to kind of keep renegotiating on what you wanted. Yeah, it was because constant. I remember, you know, you it did was the, constant negotiation, even for um, Black History. I did, and you did something the, with the um, Why Is My Curriculum White campaign as well, where you had like, um, so, yeah, so the, for instance, the Why Is My Curriculum White campaign, I had no funding for that. So the way I paid for that was through a Black History budget that was passed right at the start of my term. That I didn't use in the case, of not I didn't use all of it in the case that I would not get the funding that I needed for the campaign. Mm. And then a month later, the university wants to talk about decolonization and stuff like that, but we're not willing to pay for the speaker to come in. I think so. It's, it does say a lot in terms of the obstacles you have to keep on facing for us to get to where we want to. And then, for example, five years ago, the university was not in support of, you know. Um, funding uh, for asylum seekers, refugees, for right, but then a few, few months ago, a month ago, you know, the VC has something to say about that, you know what I mean? It's just about how accessible is the institution in terms of their words and statements and at the same time their actions. And so it's finding a balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we've covered a lot, especially in in terms of what your role has been and like how it's developed and like the impact you've made. So you've created like this space for um, minoritized students to kind of get their voice heard and for staff as well. So I know that you mentioned that you did a handover and I'm sure that the the person who's taken on your role is going to do an amazing job, but they're not the only person that's going to be inhabiting that space. So how have you made sure that when you've left your space, that the legacy that you've left behind is still maintained, regardless of who Very comes good in question. and And I think that's something that from day one was really, really important for me um, because like it was never about the position and this is something that we've always spoken about as 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 a officer team but also like within the individuals who, who are minoritized and got elected we always had this conversation where we're not always going to be here and like one of the things that I learned is my predecessors they left without even like papers without us seeing the work that they've done whereas we've left like you know, we've left the, the documents for the next team to uh, to work on, and they've, they've got that. I think, like, one of the challenges I've seen is officers taking it on by themselves and not willing at times to, you know, like, work alongside other people because of the trust. And that's something that I've had to do last year is where I've had to trust people without even knowing them before. And that, you have to do that. You know what I mean? And so, like, when when we created this network, this is not the first time. It's not like I've not invented this network. We've had these networks before. It's just, like, when I became the president, we didn't have the network. And so it was, it was about bringing back what happened years ago that I seen when I was a student in my first year. So, like, the network has been changed in a sense where it's got co-chairs now. So, like, 
the agreement was that I would only be chair, for example, of the network like uh, for a year. And then we managed to change it now to co-chair system where we'll have a student and we'll have a staff. And then that way, uh, we excluded the officers from taking that responsibility because first they won't, they won't be able to put in the time they need for it, but they're still members of the committee without them having to take that responsibility. So that's, I think, through the network, that's a way where we can establish a more official group where in the long run, it doesn't matter if we have an officer that's from our kind in those positions or not, it doesn't really matter in that sense because we still have this network. So in the long run, what I would like to see from this network is basically it's a, a network that holds the university to account and the students' union. Uh, and in that way, uh, through funding and resources, we're able to continue what we worked on, for instance, in 2015. Yeah, you know I mean, it's not just about the years that we have an office, a black officer, like, you know what I mean? And so it's moving away from depending on positions and people and focusing more on an organization or like a network or a group of people where it's about every single one of them. We can have staff from professional services to like academics to normal students and, and that's really important with this network and then with this network for instance they can work on decolonization they can work on black history and so many other things that's a good answer well on that note we just want to say a belated congrats on finishing a successful year um just to wrap up i thought it'd be nice if all of us could go around and say like how we rest and recover from all the challenges we face on a daily basis. So um, I guess like I'll start and, well, you start, then we'll go like this way and end with our guest. So Sabrina? Um, well, the way I kind of like de-stress is I have a wall in my bedroom covered in quotes and pictures of like me and friends and just things that make me happy. And if I've got like a tough day, because working in this kind of environment, we barely get through the week without a scratch um so just reading a call off just to calm me down because the only way you get through hell is by moving mm. good answer <laughs> um yeah like sabrina i like to read from diverse authors just to relax my mind and obviously physical moving because taking care of ourselves is key Sorry. <laughs> Um, with me, it's like I really like to connect with like-minded people, and I like to like just us. kind of yeah, <laughs> just talk about things. Um, um, that's what I do externally, but like internally, I think like my spirituality really helps me to calm down, and like helps me to refocus and to find my goal, and that way it kind of helps to de-stress because because it can be quite. Um, oppressive yeah I guess yeah yeah I mean I, I agree with all the points really um like for me it's definitely family um and just like I think with the year that I had um I feel like especially the last few months I distanced a lot myself from family friends and so during the last few weeks I reconnected with a lot of friends that I've not spoken to in many years and you know, reconnected with my family as well in a, in a different way. I think that was really important for me. I have started also like gym, so that's good. <laughs> Fitness yes. is really important. I did. I started doing a lot more walking than getting a bus or Ubers and stuff like that. So that's, <laughs> that's helped in terms of not just saving money, but also like it helps my mind. Um, and yeah, like definitely working a lot more within the community. I started working a lot more now with the community. Um, and so that's helped from moving away from just studying 
it's all working in the investing environment. Also, like you remember your roots, you remember your community, mm. you remember you know, those who are struggling. That's really important. So if you get that chance, do that. Awesome. Well, thank you for speaking with us. Thank, thank you. you. And hopefully we'll have you back on again soon. Yeah. Thank definitely. you.